Bring a Sweater, Lady and Elena's Archival Research Adventure. A podcast series about spending our summer with 17th and 18th century documents. Twas the night before our last day in the archives and in Virginia for the summer, and Levy was doing some online research and found that there was a collection we needed to see at the Smithsonian Archives. And so on our last day, quite unexpectedly, we took off once more to DC to do some research, some final research. We went to the National Museum of American History at the Smithsonian, which is also my dream workplace. So please, please hire me as anything. I just want to be there, but also for money. But also, please, just I this the, it, I could go on forever about how much I want to work there. Anyways, um, so that was when I found out that, or when he texted us that he found a collection at like 11 o'clock at night and told us we were going to D.C. I was stoked. Yes. And, um, but that also entailed waking up earlier, which is fine. And sitting in the D.C. commuter traffic. Ah, yes, which is a strong thing in this area here. Which, pro tip, if you're commuting a lot with lots of people, we have a game where we um, pick a category like um, your favorite love song or and then angry song. Yeah. And then you you play each person gets to play their pick and you learn about people and you learn new music and you share stories and it it's makes fun. everything fly by. It's great. So that's just a little side note. Highly recommend it. It saved us five weeks of constant driving together and not hating each other in the end. So that was really great. Um, so yes, so uh, when we got to the beautiful Smithsonian National Museum of American History, please hire me, um, <laughs> museum, we walked in, um, w- and we've all been there before, so it wasn't like a huge, like, like oh brand God, new, I'm here now. I didn't know that their archive center is located in the museum, I did I didn't not know that see either, that last time, which was so cool, that, that was neat to figure out, yeah, we could walk through a little bit of the exhibits and stuff, which was really cool some of us were a little bit more excited about certain things than others um that's for sure yeah and since we didn't know where in the museum the archive center was we we placed our trust into our professor which to is a lead us, natural yeah, thing to lead us in the right direction and where does he lead us to the train the train so Levy, Levy loves trains and so um quite like quite usually the uh, the usual like process of the whole th- of our experience is Levy knows where to go Levy knows what he's doing yeah. and Levy follow. is we will follow we him follow. because you know he's the guy in this so we're running through he's zooming past us as a normal New Yorker walker does so he's going so fast and he's so excited and I'm like okay so we're rushing we have to go do some work you know there's a time frame and um, I'm, I'm rushing and you know we're walking through exhibits and I was like oh is the archi- archives like through the exhibits and everything and so he stops in a certain spot and lo and behold he He's just standing there with his arms up in presentation of a, a train. And in the back of my mind, I knew what was going on. But like I said, I placed my trust <laughs> in him only to be deceived. And I'm, he's forcing us to try and like train. He, yeah, he really is. But it, I mean, you know, it was the seven-year-old little Levy in him, um, which is fine. I mean, I get excited in museums, too. So, you know what? He can he can have that moment. But we did have to get back on so track. That was, yeah, that was a slight diversion right from the start. But 
So we then made our way to the right place, um, the archive center, and you have to ring a little doorbell because it's locked. They don't want, you know, just everyone walking just in there. Just lollygagging anywhere. And so we rang the doorbell and a lovely um, lady, lady. <laughs> let us in and we informed her that uh, she was like, oh, do you have an appointment? So then it was like appointments only. Yeah, it was like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. No, we don't have an appointment. Um, and we informed her that we had just found the collection last night, that they were already closed, so there was no one to send an email to. And we had gotten there really just 30 minutes after they opened, so there was no way to call ahead. And we were just wondering if we could very quickly look at the collection, because it's just one box. It was 23 folders. We can we can do it quick. We got so she was out of the kindness and goodness of her heart. She said, yes, there's other people working, but only two of you can right. come in. So this was like, who's going to go in? This was, this was it. And like, I think that was an entire thing because of course we have to be accommodating to their rules. We don't want to, mm -hmm. you know, overstep anything. Yeah. They're doing us a favor. Right. Exactly. So, so um, in that, uh, Levy goes on to be like, you guys ready? And I was like, oh my God. Like it was like, lady was automatically like, yes. And I was like, are you sure? Do you want to, shouldn't he be like looking at these documents with us? But you know, we like, it was like a coach and team kind of thing, like feeling where he's like, yeah, you guys got this, you know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, coach, we got this. And like, like, so it was just, we really went in there to take pictures of the documents, not really analyze anything because we were, of course, you know, we were a walk-in and we were in time constraint. We had to make room for the people actually scheduled to be there in the archives. So, um, but I don't know. I think preparing, like seeing Levy, like step aside after like five weeks of intense, like he's the guy where we're, you know, he's the leader of the group and everything. And then mm -hmm. he just like stepped aside and we like stepped forward for this. And that was a pretty, pretty big moment, I think, for us. And then like when we were in the archive, so we, we like um, filled out their forms and everything. And I was like, and the thing that made us realize, like, you know, throughout the month or throughout the five weeks, we've we've been training. We've been doing yeah. the same thing. And, like the, and we had a good understanding. Yeah. It was the culmination of all our efforts. Right. To At the Smithsonian. And it was really exciting. It was really cool. Um, so, yeah. So part of that was uh, getting ready to enter the archives. And in doing that, you know, as every archive does, you have to uh, fill out the form, sign the the guidelines and everything but this one was a little bit special because the smithsonian prepared a beautiful uh powerpoint presentation when with all the effects on the entire list of things that they offer on powerpoint there's music there's pictures there's moving fonts right and everything's <laughs> just zooming everywhere and it, it made it very exciting and, and it was a little like giddy and fun and it enjoyable fun. um they and it was like nice jazzy duke ellington music which was cool and that was very enjoyable and this is a little bit what he sounded like <laughs> That's what it sounded like for like three or five minutes. And um, uh, and it was great because you're like snapping along to the song and like, you know, but you're also having a very informational session. Um, and I think that was that was a very distinct moment, different from the rest of our other archival yeah, it was experiences. More, it was light. It had a lighter tone. Yeah. Too. It was nice, it was but nice. still serious. But good. I, and it, you got to see pictures from mm -hmm. their collection, like each 
topic had like a picture that kind of like loosely related it was yeah, more, yeah it was, was for, like a little it was joke. for funny effect yeah. yeah but it was um it was yeah yeah it was, I was like thank you to the intern that made this <laughs> so that was great as we were entering the room we had to put our bags in lockers that were provided to us um and we head into the room there's probably like three well they have like little tables like there's probably three tables that made one big one for like like three people like a batch of tables right exactly so we were on like the further end um and it was a pretty small room especially compared to the library of congress room um that we were in and so we sat down it was lena and i there was no levy you know we were a little nervous we're just sitting there um and i think one thing that was also cool about the room was that um they also had other collections like in shelves in the walls too so i was trying to see what they had and they had like um they had uh like duke ellington things they had um ella fitzgerald things but they had other random parts of like um of American culture just like alphabetized and uh, there was something that was a, a weird box that I saw at the very top and it was a weird I don't know if they were correlated or if they were just like like uh, like ABC order that's why they're together but it said Afro-American and corrosives and it freaked me out but it just really showed that there were like a whole bunch of different ranges of of information in the room that was kind of cool to see what they put out there in the open and uh, and what was, you know, what's in the back. So, um, yeah, so we were in there and like I said, we were walking, so we were kind of rushing. And so one thing with the, with the archives is that there's a doorbell and that's their way of knowing that someone is coming in. So yeah, whenever the one, the one we had to ring to get yeah, in, exactly. So whenever we heard one, we were like freaking out cause that meant more people coming in. That meant more of a chance of us getting kicked out. So yeah, that was at least for us. Yeah. It, it, put the time pressure on because we like I said we knew that they were doing us a favor we were two people kind of cramming into one desk not cramming the desks are big but like we were two people fitting at one desk to you know just get through this box quickly and some of the folders um there was 23 folders in the box and some of the folders had like one or two things in them other folders had 15 20 things in them but you know the front and back to each of the documents it's like it and you got to make sure that the picture's not blurry so it's like it is time consuming but so we were trying to just move and every time we heard the doorbell ring we would like look at each other and start moving a lot more quickly and we're like i don't know are they gonna kick us out but luckily they i don't think everyone who was supposed to show up that day did because there was still a couple empty desks and my favorite thing about that room so it as lady was describing i mean it's it's just your average average size room there's bookshelves on the on the corners of the walls on the walls Mm -hmm. and um there's batches of tables i think there's like two batches of three tables each or maybe it was three batches it was three yeah Mm -hmm. um and then there's the information desk like right over at the other end and because the tables are in batches you're in like a much closer proximity to the other researchers so the woman who is sitting right across from us 
I could see all the stuff that she was looking at. And it was really cool because she was working, I think, on some sort of um, water filtration mm-hmm. project. But she was pulling out magazines and pamphlets and like all this colorful material, which my eye just was drawn to because everything that we have looked at has been Yellow. brownish beige <laughs> and black ink. And there's no color except red and sometimes. And hers are all printed so it's easier to read. Yeah, so I'm like... <laughs> just leaning over occasionally but what we still that? love the work we do obviously oh yeah no no, no. it's just different <laughs> d- different things we're yeah. looking at things that are way so older than what, it up. <laughs> what she was looking at but hers was more colorful right so i was drawn to that behind the information desk sat this glass case with a very eerie looking um taxidermied squirrel in a pink dress and i mean we were just kind of sitting there the whole time saying what is the story (laughs) behind that squirrel and um a fellow had come in and, and was making her research plans and getting her um like preliminary stuff done signing the paperwork and the um the woman at the information desk started explaining to her the squirrel story and i was like you know i was trying to listen in as much as possible but we're also like like i said moving very quickly like turning over documents moving them making sure the picture's good so it was like i only caught half of the story or really i don't even i wouldn't even say half um but it was snippets it was a squirrel that was domesticated by a World War II era woman. <laughs> and, and what did the squirrel sell, lady? Uh, well, uh, Tommy Tucker, which is the name of the, of the squirrel that was domesticated, and um, was, uh, he went around with the, with the madam that, um, that would promote kindness to animals as well as uh, raising money for the March of Dimes, the Red Cross, and Wah Bonds during World Watsu. <laughs> and everyone makes fun of me for saying the world, the world, the, the word war. She can't, silly. She, she can't, she's not gonna be able to do it right now because we've, because I'm nervous. Beaten her down. But I say it like war. Yeah, she says like, war, war. But just like really naturally in conversation. But then Elena. Thankfully, spelled it out from here. I should be saying it, but that's the only way I can think of it now as W-O-R-E. War. War. And now I have to train my my, my I, speaking I don't abilities. want you to. I like, I love oh, you when... You guys made me really nervous. <laughs> war. The war bombs. <laughs> so, yeah. So that squirrel was really staring at us from across yeah, the room and, the entire you know, time. You'd walk in and then there's just a squirrel in a dress and it's in a box. And oh, like, and this, as Lady said, the squirrel is named Tommy Tucker. Right. And it's wearing... A dress. a dress and the 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 person at the information desk said that it was because it's hard to dress a squirrel in boys clothes <laughs> so it's the gender ambiguous so naturally squirrel. one would put it put put a, a dress on them yeah quite you, naturally you could just not like oh it. pants you can't wear those <laughs> so yeah that was um it was great to just have that staring at us so that's that's what really stood out unfortunately we were moving so fast through the documents just trying to get in and out of there that we didn't really see anything out of the ordinary it was yeah. a lot of accounts um receipts there was a lot more partial pieces of paper than i right. think we've come across yeah. before um but nothing that was like 
an, mm. that we know of yet that was like an earth shattering right, yeah. find. at the Smithsonian Archives was a little rushed, a little quick. It was still extremely memorable and extremely, extremely exciting. Definitely. I think being in D.C. as a whole is always so exciting. Uh, It's definitely, you know, in another way, another Disney World for American historians. Um, Just because no matter where you go, history is there. Wherever you look, history will be there. And, you know, you see it in the architecture, you see it in the people, you see it, you know, in just all the signs that are everywhere. And it's really great. And I think, you know, especially working at the National Archives or the Archives of the Smithsonian um, was definitely a really good way to spend our last day. Um, And, you know, especially you know, no offense to Levy, but in <laughs> um, in having Elena and I having our moment, I think as you know, it kind of felt really official as mm-hmm. as um, as you know, archival researchers or historical researchers, and it felt really like it solidified. I think um, the entire five weeks that we've been doing this, Experience. right? So um, you know, and just having it wrap up at the Smithsonian at you know in a personal like sense you know my dream workplace um it just all felt really like full circle at that point yeah it was nice it you know it like like Lady was saying it that's that's kind of for a lot of people that's the place where you want to be right doing yeah. research mm-hmm. so to do it there and and you know to know that was our last day and as we found out from Levy it's kind of like a, a little tradition that you'll find something really interesting on your last day um, or, or, you know, like a collection that you didn't know about. So it was like, it, it was great. It was, it was a whirlwind experience. You know, we found out the night before and we just went and did it and we went with it and, and they let us in and that was great, which were, they were very nice and we yeah. were very lucky. So, so it thank was, you. it was just, um, it was a really, really cool experience and a great, like you're, like you're saying, a great cap off to a summer of new experiences and exciting experiences and places that, you know, we I never dreamed I'd be able to go. So it was it Definitely. was really, really exciting and, and overwhelming again. This podcast was produced by me, Philip Levy, with special thanks to the George Washington Birthplace National Monument, the National Park Service, the Organization of American Historians, the University of South Florida, and the University of Mary Washington.